Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Father, we just want to thank you for this opportunity to challenge ourselves with your word. We ask that you will breathe upon it, Heavenly Father. Uh, Let it illuminate our path. Let it break yokes. Let it destroy ignorance. Uh, Let it embolden us for this season that is ahead. And critically, let it usher us into the presence of the king as we dine with you heavenly father in jesus name amen and amen amen um if you want a a, a title for a number of messages that um it's an overarching title for a number of messages that i i will be sharing in the in the next so many weeks Uh, the overarching title is the power of communications the power of communications Now, healthy relationships are built on good communications. Um, The talking part of communications and the listening part of communications. The stronger the communication line or lines, the stronger the relationship. And that is any relationship. Uh, Whether it's husband and wife, When you see marriages that flourish, marriages that in which both parties are fulfilled, the bedrock of that is that the communications between them is healthy. The talking and the listening part, and not just talking and listening, the understanding of what is being said and applying what is being said is rich. That's why the relationship is rich. Um, If it's friends, it's the same thing. If it's the relationship between parents and children, it's the same thing. The bedrock of any relationship is really the strength of the communications that exist or the communication that exists in that relationship. And it's no different with regards to our relationship with God. The strength of our relationship with God is really communications, the talking and the listening and the doing of what is said. And so, of course, we know that to kill or destroy a relationship, you just have to cause a breakdown in communications. Once you attack the communication line and successfully sever it or at least affect it negatively enough without touching the relationship, the relationship starts to naturally die because communications have been destroyed or killed. Now God created us primarily for a relationship with him. 
I am showing God's mind part of what led to the creation of humanity was his relationship with his son Jesus. And him thinking, I can replicate this relationship by creating others like him with whom I can have a relationship, which is why I am certain that free will was given to you and I. Because if I am programmed to love you, how many know that no matter how much you enjoy my actions and my words, something will tell you that it's programmed. But if I exercise my free will to love you, I have a choice. I could choose not to, but I choose to. It gives that expression of love, whether it's words or actions, a greater weight and a greater significance. And I think that was God's intention, to have a wonderful relationship, which of course would be based on great communications with this, this his created being, man and woman, you and I. And in the beginning, it was so. It was perfect. God's plan in Genesis, the first chapter, the 26th to the 28th verse, to create man, create man in his image, create man in his likeness, create male and female, male and female at the foundation. No confusion. Very clear. And you will understand why there's confusion now. Because once you depart from the plan, confusion awaits you. So he creates them male and female. And then he gives them dominion over his creation. And then almost sits back to now enjoy this relationship that he has with his creation. And in the beginning, it was a perfect relationship. Communications were great. Instructions were communicated clearly. And as long as those instructions were obeyed, Everything was great. So he said things like, in Genesis, the second chapter, 16th and 17th verse. He said to them, of every tree in the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. The instructions were clear. The communication lines were clear. The instructions were received and as long as the instructions were obeyed and understood, everything was great. The communication that God had with his creation was not just, it was deep. It was so deep that sometimes God didn't have to say for man to understand. That, that is deep. Have you, have you met couples like that? Where... They don't have to speak to each other. She just looks up and there's a little 
expression on her face. And he just gets up here. And, and you're wondering, where are you going? He says, oh, she wanted me to get something. How did you know she wanted you to get something? Because the communications are so deep. And that's how God was with man. You know, God had an assignment for man. He wanted man to name all the animals. And just so that man wouldn't, wouldn't make a mistake, you and I in this day and age would either take over the job because you can't afford to give the wrong names to the wrong animals. Or at least find some way to corral the man to do what you want. But the communication between God and man was so deep that the Bible says in verses 19 and 20 that the animals were brought to Adam and whatever Adam called it, each living creature, that was his name, its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, the birds of the air, the every beast of the field. He, he did exactly what God wanted. And I can imagine God was sitting in heaven and they, they'd bring an animal and, and Adam would look at this animal with a long neck and long legs, very, to, to you and I, strange looking. And Adam would say, giraffe. And God would say, yeah, that's what I had on my mind. And that's how Adam named every animal. And every name he gave the animals was good to God. The level of communications was very, very deep. And it continued to all the decisions that needed to be made for man's welfare. When man wanted a wife, God put him to sleep. God makes the, makes the wife out of his rib. God brings the wife to him. And Adam looks at the wife and it's exactly what he wants. He is so bowled over that he says, wow, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And the Bible in Genesis 3 verse 8 paints a picture of this wonderful situation that existed between man and God. The Bible talks about how God came in the cool of the evening. And the impression is very clear that this was a habit of God. He would come down in some form, we don't know what the form was, into the Garden of Eden for the sole purpose of enjoying the fellowship and the relationship with man. That's how the world was. But then something went horribly wrong. A single moment shattered this ideal. The Bible records this for us in Genesis, the third chapter. Verses 1 to 6. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may not eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it. Now, God didn't say anything about touching. Lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw 
that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. <laughs> to destroy any relationship, you must destroy the communications. The serpent representative, and it might have been real as a serpent, but the spirit behind it was someone whose ministry is outlined for us by Jesus himself in John the 10th chapter and the 10th verse. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He was on a mission. The mission was to destroy this relationship between God and his creation. He was driven by hatred and anger and a deep, intense dislike. And that's a, mi a mild word to describe how he feels towards God's creation. He also wanted to get back at God and he understood, because don't forget that he had a privileged position in heaven. The place of worship brought him into close proximity with God. And so he understood, even though he, 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 he understood the knowledge of it, but he didn't understand why God loved this, his creation, so passionately. So if he can destroy the relationship with this creation, he has paid this creation and he has got back at God. And he went about it with great deception. The Bible says she took of its fruit and ate. Her action alone would not have brought the chaos and disorder that followed. For God had an order. And if the man understood that part of my service to my wife and my service to my children that will come is for me to stand strong at this point in time where my wife shows a weakness and has fallen, I dare say we would not be in the position that we are in. But because the man abdicated his responsibility as a servant leader, and whenever you see a man do that in a home or in society, the society is on its way to collapse. And it's not as a boss, it's as a servant leader. And so when she gave it to him, he ate. And the moment he ate, the commu communication line had been breached. The sin and rebellion of that action of both of them, our parents, had caused the communication line to become contaminated, destroyed. Other voices had now taken a position of influence. They had been allowed, especially the voice of Satan, into this world of communications that prior to that action was ideal. The words that were spoken were no longer wholesome. The language of heaven, the language of God was no longer the sole language. 
a language that brought lies and manipulative words and angry words and words that were hurtful and wounded and slanderous words and disrespectful words, words that challenged God's authority had now been introduced. The communication line had been destroyed. The result was startling to see. As soon as that happened, even the communication lines between man and woman was suddenly in disarray. Man started acting strangely. He had a problem. They had a problem. They wouldn't go to God. On the contrary, they ran away and hid themselves. They tried now to help themselves. And you know the story when God came in the cool of the evening to do as he would have done normally. They hid themselves from him. Because the communication lines had been contaminated, they, they no longer felt right in the presence of God. And they suddenly realized that they were naked. You see, when your communication is wholesome and your mind is wholesome, to the pure, all things are pure. Because all things were pure, they couldn't see themselves as naked. It wasn't anything. They just, everything was just pure. But once that contamination came in, it changed the whole thing. And when they realized that they were naked, rather than go to God, they thought, let's sort it out ourselves. You see, that's what happens when the communication lines are destroyed. People take it on themselves. Guess what they did? They said, we can, let's solve this ourselves. They found figs. Of all things to find figs. And they sewed clothes for themselves with fig leaves. Now, I'm sure you know the futility of that. Because fig leaves can't cover you. They are holes through which you see. And then the fig leaves are figs. So what you use as a covering ends up hurting you and you're bleeding. Does that remind you of life today? How we try to solve these things ourselves? But the people who are watching are looking at us and we become, we become an object of ridicule because they're saying, what are you doing? But we think we're sorting it out. But we become an object of ridicule. People laugh. People wonder whether... Are we okay? Because they can still see through the holes. We think we are covering it, but everybody can see what we are covering. And then we end up hurting ourselves by trying to do it ourselves. The figs that we use to cover ourselves, the thumbs of the figs are pressing into our skin. We are bleeding. And the breakdown in communication makes matters worse. Because it's not just between us and God, now it's between us as humans. It plays itself out in the process of time. Anger comes in, Cain is angry with Abel. Murder comes in, Cain kills, kills Abel. Drunkenness comes in. Immorality comes in. Children are now sleeping with their parents. And the, least, the thing gets worse and worse and worse. Hatred comes in. 
We start wounding ourselves and hurting ourselves with our communications from a time when it was wholesome and affirming. It now, we now find ourselves at a point where our communications in a large part is tearing down, it's wounding, it's condemning, it's oppressive, it's discriminatory. And then God says, this is God's verdict. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Genesis 6, verses 5 to 7. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beasts, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. The thing was so bad. Not only had man allowed his communication line with God to be destroyed, the outworking of that was that man was now destroying himself. And man's heart, because the language had changed, because the language was no longer an upward heavenly language, but was a downward satanic language, man's heart progressively became more and more wicked. And it was expressed in man's communications. The words became harsher, more unkind, more hurtful, more devious. And the words gave birth to actions that mirrored the words. And so when God looked at the state of his creation, it was nothing like he had in the beginning when he cast his mind and when he remembered, look back. I mean, God has perfect knowledge, so he doesn't have to remember. But when he thought about how he would come in the cool of the evening and, and talk with Adam and Eve and enjoy the fellowship, the intimacy, the communications, and he saw the state of things. The Bible says that he was sorry that he had made man on all the earth. That's a heavy statement. That God, the thing that he called good, had become so bad that God himself expressed the emotion of being sorry. The Bible says that God was grieved in his heart. And so he decided, I'm going to end it all. It's over. Case closed. End of my plans for humanity. End of the story. But verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There was one man who was different. One man 
who still maintained a healthy relationship with God. One man who had protected his communication lines. One man who still spoke in a heavenly language. One man whose words were still wholesome and healing and affirming and positive. And whereas God had made up his mind, it is over. When he looked down and saw that one man, he thought, it's not over. On the back of this one man, I can bring redemption. Can someone say amen? amen. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Because he protected his communications with God. He understood that it's my lifeline. Even though the rest of the world around me has destroyed theirs. Even though it seems like I'm alone. My lifeline is that he talks. And I hear. I listen and I hear. And I obey. And I speak, and he listens, and he hears. Amen? Praise God. That's a backdrop, by the way, to a series that I will be sharing about the power of communications. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We glorify your name, O oh God. Heavenly Father, help us, O oh God, by your Spirit. Illuminate, Father, this series we're going on, for it's the bedrock of our relationship with you. And as I end, if there's anyone here, you've never given your life to Jesus, you, you're not positioned to start this journey into becoming, finding yourself in that ideal that Eden in the 21st century. I'd like to invite you to open the door of your heart and accept him as Lord and Savior. Because as you are, the communication lines are totally destroyed. They can only be fixed ultimately in Christ, as we will see. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We glorify your name, O oh God. Thank you, Father, for all you do for us. We worship you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Second call I want to make very quickly. If you are in a relationship where the communications have broken down, and you know they've broken down completely, but you know that it shouldn't be, we want to pray for you for the grace that Noah had so that you can yield to God to repair that relationship. We also want to pray for the other person who is in that relationship, for that relationship to be repaired. You know, you know a relationship might be father-son, mother-son, mother-daughter, father-daughter. I don't know what it is. It might be friends, but that, that, is a, that is a hindrance to what God wants to do. 
And if it's your relationship with God, you're angry with God, and you know it's affecting your relationship with Him, that something is wrong with the communication lines. At the start of this series, we want to make sure that the communication lines are open, both to God and to man. And we want to ask for grace. You see, grace is what brings it to pass. I pray for a healing of relationships. I pray for that the hearts of people will be touched because it's a, a two-way thing. It's sometimes not you alone. And so for the other person or people involved, I pray for the hearts to be touched. Father, we thank you. bringing a healing, a healing, he's doing a healing work, relationships. Father, I pray, O oh God, that 
for everyone under the sound of my voice the the result O oh God at the end of this this series will be such a strong relationship with you restored it is possible for us to have our own Eden experience in the 21st century and Lord I ask that that will be their portion Heavenly Father in Jesus name together we say Amen